It's February 12, 2020. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we have Amy Weintraub from the Hawaii Academy of Science, and she joins us here to tell us about the upcoming Hawaii Science Fair. And of course, uh, then we are joined by Corey Tanita and Sarah Lynn Kaeo. And of course, they're both independent, but they support Common Cause, Civic Engagement, and the Automatic Voter Registration. And we'll get to that uh, in a bit. First, I want to welcome Amy to Bite Marks Cafe. You know, Amy, uh, you've been at you've been at the Hawaii Academy of Science for Eight a years. while now, yeah. and and um, I am so pleased to finally have you on the show. <laughs> you know, right now there is like all these regionals that are going on. Yes. And I thought, well, you know, and a, a buddy of mine, uh, Brian Dote, I mean, he's mm-hmm. been going to, uh, be, he's a volunteer judge at yes. a variety of them. And, and then I looked at the website, but the actual, the states, the state mm-hmm. event doesn't happen till April. But okay. I want you to tell us a little bit about, like, what is, you know, I mean, everybody knows about the science fair, right. but it's been going on for a while. But you yes. guys are kind of kind of low-key. Yeah. You really get out there and tell people about the science fair. We are pretty low-key. Um, thanks to people like you, Bert. We're slowly getting out there again. Um, we've been around since 1925, the Hawaii Academy of Science. Uh, you know, yes. that's a little longer than uh, I've been around. Right. So. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Just a decade. And uh, this is our 63rd Hawaii State Science and Engineering Fair. So right now, um, as of last year, we have nine district and regional fairs throughout the state, um, four on the neighbor islands. So we have Hawaii Island East, um, Hawaii Island West, Maui County, which comprises Molokai, and Kauai. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kona, Hawaii um, West was just affiliated uh, this past year. So what that means is uh, every fair is uh, approved by the International Science and Engineering Fair, which is through the SSP, the Society for Science and the Public. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. in order to maintain that status, we need to be um, we need to make a certain goal every year. We have to report on our statistics, and we have to follow a strict set of rules in, in accordance with research. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as you know, in the research field, um, there's a lot of compliance, and we follow it at the school level. So we're kind of engaging students to learn about what it takes to become real-life researchers and engineers within institutions and what those protocols mean. So we start at the school level. Um, Right now, there's about 6,000 school-level projects throughout Mm -hmm. the state, and then we do a 30% matriculation. So from the school level, they advance to the nine district or regional fairs. And then from there, uh, the 30% will move on to the state fair in April. Um, Right now, uh, we're in the middle of all of the fairs uh, throughout the island. Uh, This past weekend, we just finished Maui County. And uh, Central District. Mm-hmm, which and was the one at uh, at uh, Farrington, right? No, actually, that was at Honolulu Community College. Oh, okay, okay. And then the Honolulu District Fair was at Farrington High School mm-hmm. this past weekend. And so exa- as an example, the, mm-hmm. the Farrington participants, uh, right. were they only high schoolers? Or they, this was the you know elementary, middle, and high school. Right. So each district can run their fair differently. Um, for st- the purpose of states, we only allow grades 6 through 12 to compete mm-hmm. um, per ISEF rules. 
Um, but it's up to each district to have elementary school fairs. So Honolulu Fair does a showcase for their fourth and fifth graders. And so does Central. Um, they hold it on different dates. So everybody runs it very differently. So how do the teams or the students actually get involved to prepare for the regionals? Is it is it due to the teachers that are at the schools? Absolutely. Or how, does, yeah, how does somebody kind of get, right. get, get, get into the, into the, into uh, the pathway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I guess it, you're familiar with the complex areas, mm-hmm. right? So for the DOE side anyway, um, it's it's really driven by their complex area and their administrators and their teachers that get on board. Um, a lot of the, the recent um, success stories we've had is the STEM resource teachers that are on board in the DOE. They're sort of taking the reins on a lot of the science fairs and reaching out to their whole district. So that creates this kind of increase in um, capacity and um, participation. So it, it uh, it's largely due to those uh, STEM resources? I think, no, and it's also the teachers. Some of the teachers have been doing this for years, mm-hmm. for many, many years. Some of them have participated um, and actually went to ISEF and are coming back and and sort of building up their students well, that's and, great. and that's getting them motivated. Just so. like you know, just like robotics, right? I mean, yeah. it really depends on the teachers that are at the schools mm-hmm. and, yes. and and how much yes. you know they want to, in, mm-hmm. you know, sort of motivate their students right. to actually go go down this path. And and, and a, lot, a lot of this is extracurricular, right? I mean, it's not. Again, it depends. Part. It depends on the district. So some of it is extracurricular. Some of it is integrated into the curriculum. Some of it is a requirement. So each district is different. That's why, depending on the district, if the STEMRTs are involved or if it's just the teacher driving it or administration saying, oh, let's do science fair this year, um, it, it just de- it's, it's different. There's a and how, does, uh, how do the, 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 the topics, the categories, the, the actual detailed subject matter, where, yeah. does, where does that come from? So... If you're looking at in the classroom setting, I think a lot of it depends on what they're studying for that quarter. So they're they're going to try and model whatever their their topic area is and create a project around it. Say it's engineering, mm-hmm. um, especially now with this shift towards NGSS, which is the new next generation science standards. Uh, they're going to see more projects built around that curriculum and when they can find the time in the classroom to deliver those projects. For the other, for the older students, it really becomes passion projects mm-hmm. a lot of times and they find things that, in areas of interest that they really want to pursue. And so we see a lot of students just finding mentors on their own and then just asking their teacher to help support the paperwork and the administration of the project. Now, so. is uh, the public is invited to uh, to yes. view a lot of these projects yes. as well, right? Yeah. So there's com- one coming up this weekend. Or right. are there co- or, or what's coming up? I guess maybe maybe give us a quick schedule. Sure, of sure. What's so we just April. finished this past weekend, some of our neighbor island and central district. Um, this week, tomorrow, actually tonight, uh, when where it is mm. uh, diligently setting up for their fair, they have judging tomorrow and Friday, and their award ceremonies on Saturday. Um, I'm I don't know when uh, if their public visitation is on Saturday but you can go to our website and find out. I can give that to you later. And then the Hawaii Association of Independent Schools is on Saturday at Honolani. Mm-hmm. Their public visitation, I believe, is Saturday afternoon between 1.30 and 3. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, and the, the big event is happening in April, and that's mm-hmm. taking place where? At the Hawaii Convention Center, okay, ground okay. floor, and of yes. course that one is like the, uh, the people, the the kids or the teams that that come out of the actual the you know the district regionals, mm-hmm. they get judged, they get chosen, yes. and they move on to states. Uh, right. So the district is now vying for their slots. 
to states, so we're getting in all of the numbers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we have about 400 projects at states, um, 1,800 total at the district level. Maybe so, I'll, I'll have uh, some of the, you know, a, a project come on after yeah, the state. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just have to, I have to, just have, I have to study it. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, you know? might need to do more than that. It's, yeah, I, it's a lot. I mean, you, they're impressive. You oh, know, they're, the level of research oh, nowadays. Oh, very I, impressive. I think, you know, I think... We we don't do it enough service because after the science fair, we sort of send them off to college or right. they just, you know, what happens to their projects. Right. But I think a lot of the projects now could become commercialized, you know, actual development, you know, development projects in commercial settings. No, no. The, yeah. I think it's a great program. I'm yeah. so glad, uh, you know, to have you on. Now, tell me, where can people find out more information? Oh, um, our website is hawaiiacademyofscience.org. Our Twitter handle is High Academy of Psy, H I Academy of Psy, and uh, you can email us at acadpsy at hawaii.edu. We're always looking for judges and okay. volunteers. I'll put that up on our show notes for later on. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, uh, Amy, for joining us. Oh, thank you, Bert. And of course, we'll uh, see you hopefully in April. Yes, I okay. will definitely be there. And of course, uh, we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Corey Tanita and Sarah Lynn Kaeo to talk about common, common cause civic engagement, and automatic voter registration. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. My name is Chris Friendrice. I'm the Director of Operations for Veterinary Emergency and Referral Center of Hawaii. Our favorite thing about being an underwriter for HPR is definitely the feeling that we are giving back to the community. In general, that's something that our business tries to do on a regular basis. Hawaii Public Radio being something that we all listen to personally was a natural choice for us to support that and give back. Hawaii Public Radio Underwriting. Your message heard here. Welcome back to Bite Marsh Cafe, and of course, I am happy to have Corey Tanita and Sarah Lynn Kael both here in the studio joining us. Uh, Corey is uh, a return guest to Bite Marsh Cafe, and she was here almost a year ago uh, talking about the subject that we're going to explore, which is you know automatic voter registration. And of course, uh, Sarah Lynn is new to Bite Marsh Cafe. She's a junior and a double major in human development and family studies as well as sociology over at UH Manoa. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe. Thanks, Bert, for having us. And I'll point out, Sarah Lynn is an honor student. So honor that's, student, that's not only a junior. Credit is due. Okay, right, yes. okay. Now, uh, you know, I know, Corey, you, you've been on before, and you've always, in my mind, have been the sort of executive director of Common Cause, but you're an independent now and, and heavily involved in some of the uh, I guess legislation like automatic voter, but uh, but before we get into that, I want to kind of get an idea as to what keeps you involved. And I want to ask Sarah the kind of the same question: What keeps you involved with some of this civic engagement and legislative bill testimony, and what 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 motivates you to do that? I I understand why you're asking the questions. People, you're right there. It's so drive with topic, or they're so frustrated at the system. They're like, how can you work with these people? Uh, but for me, you know, I cannot just complain and do nothing. You know, maybe it doesn't go through whatever bill that we might be working on the first time. As you know, Bert, I know that well. Uh, but 
you know, we cannot just stop and give up. And I'm not quite ready to completely blow up the system where I know people are, are at this point, and I get it. But, you know, we still have the systems that we have. We need to work to reform it. So that's why, you know, I'm more involved with those, like you said, civic, really democracy-focused issues, so like voting in particular. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. is absolutely the cornerstone of democracy mm -hmm. right there. And other issues I still have a hand in, not as much as before, but, you know, campaign finance reform, of course, and ethics, all of the, you know, core issues of common cause. I still have that little bit of common cause blood in me a little bit. Well, no, that's good, and yeah. I hope it, hope it stays there because, yeah. uh, you know, we need people like you, Corey. And, of course, Sarah, you know, for a student to actually get actively involved with this process, I mean, what was it? What was, did something spark in you that wanted to get you involved? Hi. Well, first of all, um, aloha, Burr and Corey. Thank you for having me on here. It's sure. Not, um, this is such a great opportunity to be able to get my voice as a student out there as well. But for me, I guess um, it's kind of relating to what Corey was saying is that um, in order for change to happen, I want to contribute to that change myself as well. I don't want to just sit on the side and wait for things to happen and um, so that's what kind of motivated me to get um, involved more mm -hmm. with what's going on. And, of course, I come from a community um, in Nanakuli where there's many issues um, that are unresolved and um, they're underrepresented as a community as well. So with that being said, that um, I really want to be try to be that voice for them as well. And in addition, um, I am a Native Hawaiian, and Nanakuli is consisted of, of majority of Native, of Native Hawaiian population. So it kind of plays like a, as a double dip voice mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. both um, the community and the Native Hawaiian population. And, yeah, that's... So, so Sarah, you know, were, were, there, were there mentors along the way that saw this interest that you had and helped to kind of help direct you toward the involvement that you currently are in? Um, I did have um, Dr. Dawn Marais. She's um, one of my honors professors. Mm -hmm. This semester, I'm taking her honors 491 class, which is a junior seminar um, class. And I guess each semester, the topic for this class changes. So this semester, it's focused on family matters and um, basically, we're focusing on issues that are related to family, whether it's economic, um, housing, um, schooling, um, their health as well. That's something that uh, we've been focusing on as well. And she has a lot of connections with um, nonprofit organizations and, of course, the legislative. So she was, she was um, able to notify us about which hearings um, – that are coming up on certain bills. So she actually uh, contacted me and my classmates about the AVR, the SB2005, um, um, and she encouraged us to uh, just write, write out a testimony, about 250 words in this, and to go online. Actually, she taught us how to submit it online, whether to press support or mm -hmm, not, mm -hmm. and whether we'll be able to testify in person which I was able to do and that was actually a really exciting experience for me I was um there's four um, of us in our classroom I was the first one to be called up and after I read my testimony I really felt more confident but like 
I really felt like just this wave of confidence in um, like talking and getting my voice out there mm-hmm. on issues that really matter in um, not just my community as well, but like in all of Hawaii, right? And so I'm definitely looking forward to um, being more involved civically. No, no, with that's, that's great. The government, but in addition, um, as I'm coming from Nanakuli, I do attend this church. It's called St. Rita's Parish, and we have um, monthly homeless feedings. And I also work in the outreach pantry as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really do work with a lot of Native Hawaiian families who are homeless. Either they're physically not in a home or they just they're come from low-income backgrounds. So this working with them and interacting with them, some of them, like, we know them by name already. Um, I really, this really inspired me to think, hmm, like, what else? Um, I'm actually interacting with these people. Um, what can I do with information about them? And, t- like, how would I um, take information that I learned about them and my personal experiences with them and apply more into... Um, the legislative. No, no, that's that's great. I mean, it sounds like you you're already community involved. Mm-hmm. So as you do your community work, and th- I think that's the right question. I mean, what can you do now that you've learned a lot of that right. interaction and actually know the people? How do you right. take that to the next level? Right, because I um, throughout my whole lifetime, I've developed all these skills, either research, or academic, um, and also not outside of school as well. Um, how I like as I mentioned earlier, how I interacted with them, also how I work with them, mm-hmm. like um, different age levels, um, different ethnic groups as well. How can I apply that in a much more like bigger sense? Yeah, yeah, and sense. of course, uh, you know, getting involved with policy and actually helping to craft the laws of Hawaii are really the kind of the the, the lex- next level of getting it to be a more broader uh, mm-hmm. uh, impact to the community. Now, now before, Corey, when we, we had you on last year. We talked about automatic voter registration. And I'd like to get a, you know, like a, an update on what happened in 2019 and what is it that uh, has to be done in 2020. I mean, I, I, give, me, give me an update in 20, 2019. 2019. Well, thanks for having me on last year, too. I'm always happy to be here. Uh, 2019, we had good momentum. You know, we had... Advocacy groups, uh, nonprofits, uh, unions, individuals mm-hmm. like myself, like Sarah, uh, come out and support, and that helped us make it all the way through conference. Right, and then conference is really kind of the the, um, the last the last yeah. step of of actually getting the bill uh, passed. Yeah. right through the body of the legislature. Exactly, and that's right when the two chambers, Senate and the House, meet to work out the differences and come out with one version of the bill. Right. Unfortunately, that part of the legislative process is not really open to the public. Uh, and so don't know exactly what happened. But last year, I think uh, hopefully most folks know that vote by mail statewide was enacted for 2020. Mm-hmm. And so uh, but that was a separate bill. That's yeah. a completely separate bill. And these are completely separate policies. They complement each other, mm-hmm. uh, which is why we need both. Uh, but, you know, uh, the focus was on that in 2019. So we want to keep up the momentum because, you know, vote by mail, that is great. 
to increase access, right? More con- and people can more conveniently exercise their right to vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, but AVR, automatic voter registration, is about making sure our voter rolls are up to date, making sure that the ballots are delivered to the correct address. So it's convenience, it's, you know, making you know, election security if our roles are updated more. Uh, so, you know, we, we need both of these programs to really help modernize our election system. I mean, we still joke that they still use paper forms, right? 1990s technology, we can do better. We can save a lot of money as you well. You know, so I, I, I do want to touch a little bit about the, you know, the, the conference pro, uh, process. I mean, and like you said, it, it kind of goes into this meeting of both senator, senators and, and representatives and then it's a decision-making process. But if the decision isn't conclusively accepted by both bodies, then it doesn't basically it doesn't pass or just kind of get stuck in in conference. Right, and it just if it you know not, there's no one consolidated version and nothing comes out, and so uh, for all intents and purposes, it's dead. I mean, yes, this is the second year of the biennium, so any bill could resurface. could be resurfaced or resurrected at the point that it quote-unquote, died last year. Uh, I mean, we're getting progress, you know, progressing into the session, so it, more bills are officially dead, dead, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so I, I, I do want to um, so get an update on, on what you have as a strategy for 2020. But before we do that, <laughs> we want to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Corey Tanita and Sarah Lynn Kaeo about civic engagement. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, locations, Haleakala Waldorf School and Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Corey Tanita and Sarah Lynn Kaeo. And, of course, they're both working with Common Cause on uh, projects like the automatic voter registration. And right before the break, we were kind of talking about what happened in 2019. And, you know, the, you know, the bill basically kind of got stuck in, in conference. Uh, so in 2020, Corey, I mean, was it um, was a strategy now to just get the bills reintroduced? And maybe you can share the bill numbers and what exactly are they basically the same? And, and how do you envision those progressing? Um, thanks for asking, Bert. They, again, uh, but so this year we do have two new bills introduced. So SB two zero zero five, which Sarah mentioned, and she testified on. And Sarah, it wasn't difficult to testify, right? Just in general, was it? No, not really, because um, it honestly kind of felt natural to me because it it reminded me of how I just when like for example, if I were to go in for a job interview, like. The interviews would ask me questions like, oh, like, what are your values? Um, what motivates you to pursue this career, that career? Um, I was basically testifying, like, what um, I believed in and um, what I believed in and um, basically speaking about, like, just like I said, like, the knowledge I have already. I was just putting it out there um, for my people, for my community. And um, I thought it was a really great experience. And also just to talk before um, these um, these senators that are in charge of carrying these bills out, um, I thought it was um, really momentous to be able to do that. What was your – did you did you get 
uh, them asking you questions? Did they call you back up to answer some questions that they might have wanted to pose? Uh, actually, no, they did not. But after, so I went to testify first in my group. And then after the third um, person went, mm-hmm. um, Senator Noy did um, stop to commend us, to thank us to, for being there because they want to see more people from the younger generation to be more involved with what's going on, especially um, with the voting registration coming okay, up so, as well. Okay, so now, now you have a taste of the, the mm-hmm. first committee. But you realize that there's a bunch more committees right. that it needs to pass through. So how, are you going to stay involved with you know watching it as it gets uh, heard by the next committee? Uh, yes, I mostly, most likely will because I want to see how, um, well, obviously, like how my testimony, my testimony helped with this process and to see if there are um, other new ideas from other people's testimonies that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. were also involved and how how it's, it's creating a chain reaction of all these Things coming mm-hmm. up right? now, Corey. The, the there's a Senate version and yep. then and then there's a House version. There's a right? House version. I just house wanted bill. to do that quick plug because I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Right, people can do it. It's mm-hmm. not hard. Yeah. So thank. And if you're so yeah. you're so young, you're still in college. Adults, <laughs> you're like, oh, just grumble. They can. Yeah, do it too, I right? agree. How it wasn't. It actually wasn't that hard to go in. And um, these the senators, they're actually they really do um, want to hear voice. That's why they hold up these hearings, these sessions, so that we were, were given the opportunity to actually go out and mm-hmm. yeah. say our opinion. Oh, that's great. That. Yeah. That's, I, that's how I view it. Yeah, no, yeah. It was totally. And I'm glad that you took advantage and really used your voice. Uh, but anyway, the so Senate Bill S- SB 2005 and then House Bill 2119. And that's actually scheduled for tomorrow uh, at the judiciary hearing at 2 p.m. Oh, so uh, Sarah, are you going to go to that too? Are you going to testify that one? Um, I probably will submit a testimony um, due to... Kind of hard to you know, just leave yeah. school and go to all these <laughs> It was just lucky yeah. that she uh, was able to come down with her class. It was perfect timing. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> it really was, right? So, I mean, I think if it works out for your schedule, but I know you have school and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. work and stuff. So, well, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's part what of the... Per- written testimony is perfect. The, and the, the legislative process, I mean, it really encouraged you to, you know, participate. But it is time-consuming, and it's even more mm-hmm. time-consuming for the neighbor island mm-hmm. folks who have to fly over here, you yes, know, and right. back and forth. Back and forth. they do have uh, some bills in the hopper this year as well for remote testimony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they do. There's some every year, but hopefully, you know, more people will support it because now, just as importantly, they need to make their voices heard. Do you, Corey, do you have a sense as to whether the House version or the Senate version has more traction, more legs? And of course, the, you know, the question that I always get asked is, who's your champion? Do you have a champion inside the legislature? Fortunately, we have many champions. If you look at the, this is not the first year AVR has been been introduced and, and promoted, uh, but there's usually multiple versions of the bill, and there still are. Mm-hmm. So, But really, the big champions are in the House, would be Chris Lee, uh, Daniel Holt, and... Uh, those guys, the young, usually, typically, the little bit more younger. They want the young peoples to vote, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then the House, of course, it's going to be like Carl Rhodes. Senator Chang always introduces a bill every year. But I mean, if you look at the introducers, right, it'd be Senator English, Kanuha, Keith Agaron in the House, right. Also, Mizu- Representative Mizuno, Morikawa, Nakamura, 
how speakers psyche like it it re- really runs the gamut but it's still a little bit early in the process like yeah, don't yeah. know which one yeah. there's a trick question bird <laughs> i got you, you got, yeah you gotta you gotta stay through the whole process now uh you know we only got a couple well actually a very short time so where can people how can people help I mean, it'll last me you know, 15 seconds. How can yeah. people help? Visit avrhawaii.com. That gives you all of the information about what the bill does. Very clearly, it does. it's when a person renews or applies for their driver's license or state ID. They have to have an interaction with that agency uh, to you know before being automatically registered. But avrhawaii.com. Get the, get on our list. Get the updates. Corey, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Corey Tanita. And... Sarah Lynn Kaeo, both advocates for automatic voter registration. I want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank, thank you, Bert. Thank you, Bert, for having me. And, of course, thank fun. you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk to Purple Prize about Indigenous innovation. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarscafe.org. You can also uh, share any comments or suggestions. You can email me at bitemarks at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HBR One every Wednesday or via the HBR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. These days remember, oh.